Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's episode Food and Your Mental Health. Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to help you on your journey to a healthier you. It doesn't matter if you're at the beginning of, in the middle of, or in maintenance because we need encouragement no matter what phase that we're in. If you'd like to get the latest episodes of the podcast as they're released, just click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the podcast on my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Alexander, and also on t- Instagram at thegwen1685. In the United States, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. When I was a child, there was such a stigma about talking about depression or the things you were just struggling with. I also remember if you mentioned that you were had some type of mental health therapy, you were labeled as not being mentally stable. So as I got older, I learned to not talk about my feelings. I learned how to bury my feelings because I didn't want to seem like I was weak or I was mentally unstable. One of the good things about social media is more people are talking about their struggles with mental health and it's not something that weak people deal with. It's something we all deal with at some point in our lives. There are times when life seems great and maybe a bad day doesn't affect you as much. Then there are some of us, even if life seems great on the outside, that we're struggling on the inside. When I was in eighth grade, I went to a family member to tell them that I was struggling mentally. I didn't know at that age how to describe what I was feeling. I didn't know words like depression. I just knew I was feeling sad and it was a lot. I know now why I was feeling the way I was, but at that time, I didn't have anyone to guide me through the process of voicing what I felt. When I went to that family member to say, I'm feeling sad, their response was, well, I guess you better go pray. And that family member never looked at me. They kept their back to me the whole time I tried to express this to them. And after they made that statement, I just remember shutting down emotionally. At that moment, I said, I will never never share how I feel with anyone again. In my mind, no one wanted to know how I felt or they cared. It wasn't until I was in my mid-30s that I started to deal with that emotional baggage. One of the things I did even before my eighth grade year was um, I started to use food to like make myself feel better. It's something I wouldn't say I still struggle with, but it's something I still think about daily. Food was something that I used to shove those feelings down But the type of food was probably not helping me think straight either. I was eating highly processed, high calorie, and high fat foods. There was lots of sugar too. This is something that followed me into adulthood. And I think in some ways that I've talked about this before, I may be a food addict. I've never been diagnosed. But I used food to deal with these feelings I didn't know what to do with. 
Even if you don't feel like you're a food addict, there's probably been times you've used food to deal with your feelings or to make them go away, so to speak. Had a bad day at work? Grab a bag of potato chips. Had an argument with somebody? Eat some ice cream. One of the things that is difficult in that moment when we are with those feelings is just feeling those feelings and figuring out how to deal with them. This leads to today's topic, food and mental health. According to an article on mentalhealth.gov titled, What is Mental Health? Here is how they've defined mental health. Quote, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. End quote. A few signs of mental issues are eating or sleeping more are not enough. You may feel numb on the inside. You feel helpless or hopeless. You have little or no energy, and you start pulling away from people and activities that you usually love to do. Now, this list is not all-inclusive, but these may be some common ones that you might be dealing with. When it comes to trying to take the weight off, for some of us, it's not just watch what you eat, calories in, calories out, get some exercise. It also involves, why am I eating this particular food? Depending on what type of food you eat, you may get that short-term feeling of, yeah, I feel great now, but then that wears off pretty quickly. Then you want to eat more to feel better, so it starts that whole cycle. When the pandemic hit in 2020, this is my opinion, mental health seemed to be focused on more. Many of us had to stop working, or then we started working from home, so our routines were, were disrupted. And in some cases, this gave you more time to think about your life. And also the pandemic was just scary. Some people joked about the weight gain dirt that they gained during that time. They were home more and had more snack foods and watching more movies on, on their streaming services. And now here we are two years later, and many of us are still dealing with the after effects of that time. And food may be a way that we're still dealing with those feelings. Well, we need to eat. It's not like you can just quit food and say, I don't, ex and I don't expect you to quit food. And those types of foods that I mentioned, you know, the snacky foods during that uh, previously, or what we seem to choose when we're struggling through a hard time. They, like I say, they make us feel better for a short time, but what's going to help in the long term? Here are a few steps that you can take or things that you can use to help you have a better mental health, and maybe not use food to deal with your feelings. The first one is eat at regular intervals. Setting a schedule of when you will have your meals and snacks will give you control over what you put in your mouth. If you're working from home, having a regular meal schedule may help you also not snack your way through the day. You'll have to figure out what time frame works best for you based on your schedule and probably the schedule of your family members that you are responsible for taking care of. Right now, my schedule is I have breakfast around 7.30 in the morning. If I feel like a snack, I usually eat that around 10 or 10.30. Then I have lunch around 12.30 or 1 o'clock. It's usually closer to 1 o'clock. And then I have my last meal around 6.30 or 7. Now, I know that last meal sounds kind of late, but I eat lunch at 1 o'clock. I am not hungry when I get home. And sometimes I exercise right after work and I don't like to eat before I exercise. I've done that and my body just doesn't seem to want to digest food and have me exercise at the same time. 
So that's the first one is try to eat at regular intervals. The second is be mindful of the types of food that you eat. I'm all for eating pizza. I like pizza and cookies and potato chips and things like that. But those foods on a consistent basis won't make you feel your best. And it does make it hard to think when your body's not getting the best food it can. This, of course, will give you short-term pleasure. Now, my rule of thumb is if I must have a pizza, I make my own. And I make like little personal pizzas. So I buy the thin, they're called thin crust pizza blanks. And uh, I get turkey pepperoni, and then I also buy the pizza sauce, and I just put a little bit of shredded cheese because I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't take a lot. And sometimes I'll make my own Italian sausage to put on the little pieces, and I use lean ground turkey to do that. And so the size of the pizza is not large. It's, it's one I can eat myself. And the whole thing comes out to about 450 calories or 500 calories, depending on what I put on it. And I usually have a salad with it with a little bit of dressing. I don't like a lot of salad dressing. When I eat it, I don't have that overly full feeling and I don't have that feeling like I overate because I had a bad day or I'm eating this because I don't feel good. I do the same with cookies. If I want a cookie, I have some dough already made up in the freezer and so I'll just bake two of them and then I have my two cookies and that's it. I found if I eat food that isn't overly processed, I feel better physically, but I also feel better mentally. So that's number two. Be mindful of the types of foods that you're eating. And number three, drink your water. Recently, I did a social media post on how I hadn't been doing very well with getting my daily intake of water. And I admit, I had gone down to drinking only four cups of water, so that was about 32 ounces. And I would drink a cup of tea or coffee in the morning, but that was it. And then after three days of drinking around eight cups of water, I could tell a big difference in how I felt. I know water isn't fun to drink. For me, once I get into the habit, I look forward to it. Sometimes I like to drink it cold and sometimes I want it to be room temperature. I don't like to add the flavored packets to my water because many of them I've noticed uh, give me acid reflux. And if you do need to flavor your water, try to use fruit to flavor it, like frozen fruit. If you use flavored packets, read the ingredients and see if any of them may affect your digestive tract. And all I can say is I do feel better and I have been sleeping better and my body seems to feel better. So that was number three, drink your water. And number four, this is more towards the mental health part. Do something you enjoy that doesn't involve exercise. Now, don't get me wrong. Exercise is great, but you probably have other things that you're interested in. One of the things that has greatly helped me is learning new things that I've always wanted to learn but just never put the time in. Now, I wouldn't call them hobbies, but I call them learning activities. For example, I am still working on replacing some of the parts of my piano, and I don't have the time to dedicate hours to it, but I find myself working in small increments. While I'm working on my piano, I'm listening to an audiobook. Piano and books are two things that I really enjoy. And when I work on my piano, I usually lose track of time. And before I know it, it's either time to go to work or it's time to go to bed. Something else that I've found interest in is languages. I found myself watching several YouTube channels on the origin of language and and things like that. So I, I can read French and translate it okay, but I'm not good at conversational French. So I've been working on that. I've been also working on trying to learn some Spanish. And one of my interests is just how people communicate. 
I even bought an online course on how to learn sign language. Again, I do this in small increments. It's something that makes me happy. And it also helps me to release stress while I'm doing something that I enjoy. What are your interests? Have you even thought about that? Have you um, noticed that you watch certain YouTube videos that you know have, all have the same theme? You don't have to rebuild pianos or learn languages like I do. Maybe the tutorials that you watch on YouTube you know, might be a subject of, I don't know, putting on makeup or building things. My interest I work on are maybe 10-minute increments. It's enough to help, help me to relax and not turn to food, and then I'm ready to start or end my day. That's the last and fourth suggestion. Do something you enjoy that doesn't involve exercise. If you feel like you're struggling mentally, please talk to someone. If you have access to a mental health professional, contact them and let them know what you're dealing with. You might also want to check with your primary care doctor to see if you might have some health issues that are causing maybe you to be depressed or your mental health to not be the best, or even medications that you're taking might be causing some, some of these struggles. Food is something that we use to soothe and mask our feelings. Feelings are not bad. We are going to experience and go through some tough times. Instead of using food, especially not-so-great food, to cope, try one of the four items that I just covered. I hope today's episode gave you something to think about. Weight loss does involve what we eat and how active we are, you know, calories in, calories out, but mental health is also a part of the equation. What steps are you going to take to improve your mental health? I'd like to know. You can contact me by email, gwen at thegwenalexander.com, or through my website, thegwenalexander.com, and click the contact button, and you can send me a message that way. You can also message me through the Facebook page, The Gwen Alexander, and also on Instagram. Today's quote that I'd like to leave you with is from American author and lecturer, Dan Millman. And that quote is, you don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting them control you. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only. The views of any guest on the podcast are their own. The host of this podcast is not a medical doctor, nurse, or health professional. You should consult with your doctor, nurse, or health professional before you begin any weight loss or maintenance or exercise program.